You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Safe Senior Hour. Uh, Joe Gavallis here, and uh, we uh, just let you know it's a rainy day, and uh, we have some good topics today. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to have um, Assistant District Attorney Jason Marbit call in a little later. I know he's in court and discuss uh, um, prosecutorial uh, um, cases that he's handled. And uh, so we're going to give an update till then. We haven't done this in a while on on various scams. Remember, uh, elder abuse doesn't report itself. The uh, elder abuse that we talk about on our show uh, deals with physical, financial, and institutional. And... uh, we also um, try to explain to people that why are they victim seniors, and it's and it's because basically this generation of, of seniors are very trusting. Uh, we would close deal with handshakes. Our word is our bond. Um, we've been able to save a little bit of money, and a little bit means different things to different people. Some people, I was talking to a gentleman up in the uh, up in the in the mountains of North Georgia, and he was proud that he was able to save $500. He had it in a wooden box and hidden away, and some scamster took it from him. And um, to somebody who has been investing <clears throat> properly, and uh, uh, I want to say properly is the wrong word, uh, prudently, and have saved a um, considerable amount of money, and they also have been a victims of fraud. We So we range from the $500 fraud in this case, it was close to like uh, uh, $4 million. Uh, but the, the reason why we talk about this, another important part of, of our generation is that we love our families. And we love our kids, <clears throat> but we really love our grandkids. And uh, I'm just going to deviate on a note, and it doesn't really apply too much to the, um, to the seniors, but to your kids. This was a bulletin that came across my... Uh, my my desk and it uh, it's from the United States Army warning warns public to ignore fake draft notices via text messages. The U.S. Army Recruiting Command put out a message Tuesday warning the public to beware of fake draft notices, which have been circulating since tensions escalated with Iran last week. Said these texts are false and were not initiated by the command of the U.S. Army. And I say this because. A lot of a lot of us out there are, are close to our, our our grandkids, and I'm sure there's you know they've got these notices. It's been the talk, so you can, yes, you have to register for the register with the government, but the draft has not been put in place. Um, uh, one of the people who was involved during the during the uh, uh, my earlier years about the draft, we always had to go in and. Uh, and actually had the opportunity to appear before my draft physical and draft board. So just some of something, just remember if your loved one, uh, your grandkids are signed up for, uh, uh, need to sign up, but the draft has not been reinstated. Uh, <clears throat> we've been talking about, and we talk about financial scams and, and other scams. I saw a bulletin from the, the state of Michigan. Uh, the Department of Treasury that warns people about a letter collection scam. Uh, 
This is kind of an interesting twist. You don't see this very often in the scamsters <clears throat> using state um, treasury departments, but in this case, uh, that the uh, according to the Michigan Department of Treasury, taxpayers have been receiving government-looking letters about an overdue tax bill. Excuse me, to ask the individuals to immediately call a toll-free number to resolve the debt. The letter aggressively threatens to seize the taxpayer's assets, including property and Social Security benefits, if the state tax debt is not settled, according to Treasury. It's a tricky scam. It's uh, been th- reported throughout the whole state of, Mi- of Michigan in the past year, says Deputy State Treasurer, who oversees the Treasury Financial Administration Program. Taxpayers have rights, and if you have questions about an outstanding state tax debt, please contact uh, through a verified number. And remember, this is just going back to what we tell you all. When somebody calls you, you don't recognize the number, or they say they're with XYZ and they want to collect money, or they want to have some issues, or they're trying to look for personal information. Don't call the number that they called you in on. Go back and independently verify what took place. I'll give you an, I, I just heard about this case over the weekend. A dear uh, friend friend of, of, of our family, very intelligent was in a rush. Everything was was happening with with family issues. Uh, this was just uh, last Friday, and uh, she got a call, and it said uh, sheriff's department on the ID. She picked it up, and this gentleman called and said, "I'm deputy sheriff so and so. There are three outstanding uh, warrants for you for traffic violations." You failed to appear, and uh, we need to get this resolved. And she said, I, "I've never been, I've, <laughs> I've never been involved in, a, in any traffic citations. I don't know what you're talking about." And she's she's intimidated by because he said he was deputy sheriff so and so. So he, he's got her on the phone, and he said, "Well, I'm looking at the computer here, and you have three outstanding violations. You weren't in court." So you need to get this these violations cleared up. And she goes, I, what do you mean cleared up? said, well, you have to get them paid. She said, well, I didn't commit them. said, well, you can go to court or you can come down there and, and, and play the risk of driving around over the weekend of getting stopped. And if you get stopped and they show it up on the computer, you're going to jail. And I remember she said, all I thought was, what would it be like to go to jail? And uh, she said, I don't want to go to jail. He said, well, there's a way we can just put this on hold. He said, um, she said, well, how much are we talking about? And he says, $1,200. She goes, $1,200? He said, yes, but down here, because of the, of, the, of the policies of the county, we don't accept cash. But we will accept you getting a green dot card. And for our listeners, you know that's what we've been talking about. Green dot cards, iTunes cards, things like that. So, and he said, I will keep you on the phone while you go get the card because I don't want you to get arrested and have to go to jail. And she's panicking. So she drove down the, the street about two miles with him on the on hold on the phone and goes into a, uh, um, I think a grocery store, 
and bought 1200 had to buy three uh, green 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 dot cards and um, so now she had the cards in and and he said good okay well come and meet me uh, over here at the square and she said well I'll just come to the sheriff's office and he said well, well okay but I'll I'll come out and she said no I can go in so she has the cards, and as she's driving to the sheriff's office, um, he says to her, which is a new twist, um, by the way, because this is going to just put this on hold, you need to have a bail bondsman, and I've got one right here on the phone that on another case, so uh, would you talk to him? Well, she started getting a little suspicious. She said, why do I need a bail bondsman if I'm coming down to pay $1,200? So this bail bondsman gets on the phone, and as she said, honestly, didn't didn't make any sense, and said there was no foreign accent at all. But she's driving down to the sheriff's office, and as she parks to go in, the uh, the so-called sheriff's deputy on the phone says, uh, "Listen, I'm tied up in court. They're bringing a jury back in." Um, just scratch off that number on the on the back of those green dot cards and give them to me. And she said, well, better yet, I'll just walk in and give it to the lieutenant here in the courthouse. And he goes, oh, no, no, you can't do that because he has, uh, uh, he doesn't have access to the same computer. And she starts saying, what do you mean? She doesn't have, he doesn't have access. And then all of a sudden it dawned on her, she's been scammed. And as we talked, she said it was like they had hooked a fish they made me believe I, I owed $1,200, that I had three violations, that I could go to jail if I'm driving down the road and get like in a car accident or something, and they pull it on the computer. I didn't want to go to jail. Made me go and got uh, convinced me to go and get uh, green dot cards through $1,200, drive 15 miles to the county sheriff, and all of a sudden I dawned and said, how stupid am I to do this? So she got there and called independently, as we're talking about, called the sheriff's office to somebody that she knew, and he said that you have no warrants, and we don't accept payments by green dot cards or by iTunes cards. Um, so she took down all that, all the uh, the you know she she wrote down all the information that uh, about the incident. And, and gave it to the sheriff's department, which likelihood will be hard, almost impossible to find. But it might be a piece of the puzzle because there were three different telephone numbers he gave her. But again, it came up. It was called spoofing. It came up that says sheriff's department. So she thought it was real. Uh, he was convincing. He wanted her to come down to the office. And... He was warning her constantly that I'm going to help you because if you get stopped, you're going to have to go to jail because they're going to arrest you on these three outstanding warrants. And all she could think of was being arrested. She said, honestly, you know, going getting a mic shot, having it all over the paper, having it all over. What an embarrassment. So this is the this is the way the scam goes to um, uh, to make you act very quickly 
on something that you know down deep is not true. And I think that's that's a situation we all can learn from it. The, the woman is intelligent, but they caught her at a weak moment, and and they laid out this scenario that is absolutely scary. And I think every one of you, and I understand, boy, it's the last place I would want to go is think I have to go to jail. So, you know, what I'm saying is, and what we just talked about from the Michigan Department and what we've preached constantly, verify who's calling you. And if they can't verify it through the sheriff's department, if it's a, if it's this uh, uh, jury kind of uh, accident scam, or in this case the IRS scam, you know, and remember out there that that government entities don't accept green dot cards or iTunes cards to pay fines and 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 penalties. So we're lucky she got she she stopped she got stopped and and she gives the analogy it's like yeah people are out fishing and they hooked a fish and they got and they got a fish and I'm jumping out of the water and finally I got smart enough I'm out of the water and I threw the hook out of my mouth because you know they were so close to having twelve hundred dollars so what's that uh, we're going to take our break and uh, we'll be coming back to the second segment of. Um, uh, safe Senior Hour. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction if not you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com.
This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Welcome back to uh, the segment of the Safe Senior Hour. We just talked about, uh, 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 in our previous segment, updating everybody on some current cases and current issues that are going on and things to be aware of. Uh, The uh, notice came out just recently um, um, on some new type scams that are out there that affect the elderly. one is an online effort to steal titles to houses uh, apparently is really a problem, and this problem continue to grow. These are people who go in and, and, and fraudulently um, uh, manipulate documents to uh, take over properties. Excuse me. Um, uh, there is a thing called deep fakes will get worse crooks use um, uh, and, um, how do we say it and uh, intelligent um, voice capturing uh, devices to create videos or phone calls impersonating someone's voice and this sounds really weird and, and it's about to expand as as technology gets uh, spread throughout so, you know, we've heard that scam where people try to get you when, when you call up and, and, and they call up and say, is this Mr. Jones? And you say yes. Well, they capture the yes and then patch that into a big sales pitch where it says, do you agree to purchase this property or this product? And they'll, they'll patch it in so they have a record saying yes. That's why we try to tell people, please do not answer the phone of a number you don't recognize. If it's important, they'll leave a message. And if they leave a message and they say they're with XYZ Company and you want to call, you independently verify that number, call that company and try to um, uh, independently call it and say, did you call? I've done that numerous times, like on credit card things that said you're from this is from XYZ Credit Card Company. You've done this, this, and this. And I'll end up calling the credit card company and say, uh, can I speak to your fraud department? And they'll say this, you know, every time they say this is a scam. Don't answer it. Don't put in any information. So it is a good, it is a good plan um, to remember. Do not answer a phone call on a number you don't know. It'll be important to leave a message, and when they do, and they say they were XYZ, especially a government entity or a or Microsoft or some big, you know, uh, uh, some computer group, get, independently get the, the, the number and call back. Uh, another scam that's been taking place is emails uh, supposedly from employees um, uh, asking to have their paychecks directly deposited into a new account are a growing problem. Um, so just beware that if you see some issues with your paycheck, um, you know, deal with uh, 
your uh, uh, with your employer and make sure that that it is still going to the account that you've asked for the direct deposit. It's very it's very interesting and it should be um, uh, easy to to rectify because nobody wants to wake up or on the day they're expecting their paychecks and it's not there and somebody has diverted it. Um, which brings up another issue. We've had some we've had a, a, some a rash of of people, particularly elderly seniors getting their mail stolen. Um, please be aware that um, there is a system called informed delivery. You can go online and it's in the United States postal system and you can sign up and you put a co- you put a, a password in and thing and you can then see every day before the mail gets delivered to your house what mail's coming. And I've had uh, significant uh, um, instances where people have called me and said, Joe, I didn't get the mail today. I was expecting either bank statements, credit card statements, or credit cards, and I didn't get them, but it showed that it was in the system of the postal system. That's because of informed delivery. Now, there is also an issue that we all need to be aware of when you were dealing and looking at the mail. And we've had on a postal inspector who, who, who filled us in and gave us some insight on this. Is that you can go online in the computer. Let's say you're about to take a trip and you want to leave and have your mail held. Well, it can be held at the post office. It can be held up to 30 days, I think, is, is the amount. The problem is is that unscrupulous people, and I'm going to give you a real case that's happening. It's in the process right now of being investigated. Um, a couple uh, thought that their mail, for some reason, they thought the other partner was getting the mail and that most of our mail, as they say these days, is basically junk mail. And... Uh, so about two weeks after, because they went, they traveled. Um, I mean, just like a weekend trip, and they've been been uh, going to their uh, their kids' place and uh, their children and visiting on them. They came to the conclusion when they both got together having a cup of coffee one morning that nobody's been getting the mail because there hadn't been any mail. So they contacted uh, the local post office. And went down there, and they said the reason why you haven't getting mail is because you, meaning the, this couple, had uh, gone online and froze your mail for 30 days. And we have it all here in this box. Well, I mean, they didn't freeze their mail. Somebody pretending to be them stole their identity so they could call in, gave an address. So the mail was held, and you'd say, well, what's the big deal if the mail's there? Well, what the big deal was, during this two-and-a-half, three-week period, they've come, to, they've come to find out that there have been 22 bank accounts opened in their name in 10 different financial institutions. Now, obviously, they didn't open any of this. That They, uh, um, they have been scammed, but you can imagine 
that somebody using your identity and then bouncing checks and then overdrawing things on credit cards, <clears throat> it's amazing. And in that box of records that they got from the post mail from the post office, looking at that mail and going through it, there were all sorts of co- of letters of concern from their bank, from their credit card, saying, "Are you involved in this transaction?" Because they'll mail you uh, like certified mail or just mail and say, "Please call us at this at this number, which you can verify." Well, because the mail wasn't getting to them, they weren't in there saying these transactions aren't correct, so they just went on and on. Uh, this went on. Um, they then started their mail up again. And unbeknownst to them, a box of checks that was sent to that address on one of these bogus accounts was apparently stolen from the mail. And the checks were then used to be cashed um, in various amounts uh, throughout, basically, Georgia and the southeast. So the moral of the story is, if you're not getting mail for two or three days, I've, I've, I've advised you how to get informed delivery so you can see what mail's coming to your house. And you just think something's wrong, you initiate, call the post office. Call your local law enforcement if all of a sudden mail isn't there. Or if you suspect that there was theft. Or you suspect that money is being drawn out of an account that's either not your, that, that's yours that you didn't give any authorization to. It is, it is this type of activity that we all have to be aware of. And it's unfortunately we have to do that in this day and age with these scamsters. Their, their actions are always, always, um, uh, time consuming, um, and very irritating to correct. Even though the banks might say, okay, you're not out the money or the credit card company. It's your it's your reputation, and and that's and that's what this couple said. It, it you know, the, the banks and credit cards are making this money good, but they can't give us back this aggravation we've had both inside our family and both uh, um, dealing with our creditors and places we like to shop and buy at. Because now there's like an alert, and and you can tell them, and you can put it in there that this was this was a scam. And it isn't us. You still got to go through the aggravation. So we're at the we're at the point here that you know um, uh, that we need to uh, be aware of things that aren't right when it comes to things as simple as getting your mail. And uh, what we've got to to prevent mail theft in our area is the um, locking mailboxes where there's a key where the mail goes in one slot and comes down the other and it's locked. Um, And then there's an alarm. And we've talked about it before, but we can't say it enough. That uh, And it's also very convenient. I know where I live, I can't see when the mailman comes, but is the putting in an alarm that goes into the mailbox. And when the mailbox is opened, it rings in my kitchen. It's a wireless operation. Well, at least I know somebody opened the mail, my mailbox. And, you know, when, and, and I've had the opportunity. Uh, well, it helps me to know when the mail's there, to be honest with you. I can go up and get it or, or on the way back, uh, you know, I can check, uh, call home and see whether the mail's come. But uh, 
I do have an I do have a situation where the mail where that alarm went off in the middle of the night, like a one o'clock, which turned out to be people going through mailboxes in our neighborhood. And I notified nine one one and the police came out and actually proceeded to go in and, and observe some of this activity and, and attempted to stop them, and it ended up into a, 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 a police matter. So with that, uh, we're going to take our break, and uh, we'll be back to the Safe Senior Hour. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back here to our third segment of this, the uh, Safe Senior Hour. Remember, uh, elder abuse doesn't report itself. And, uh, and our, again, uh, the definition of elder abuse are physical abuse, financial exploitation, and uh, uh, institutional abuse. So we all need to be aware of that and need to be uh, um, and, and we've given examples of various types of abuses and scams. Right now we're talking about financial exploitation and scams that, that happen and the new scams that are out there happening to, to give you the awareness of what you need to be looking for. The um, One of the latest scams we started talking about is the... Um, as a study of rental scams done by the Better Business Bureau involving apartments, houses, and vacation properties. And this affects all, all ages, but it also affects the, the seniors here. Um, just looking at this, um, that the, uh, the scams here um, are, are, happen all over the country here and in, and in Canada. And that uh, um, the rental scams are um, very prevalent at all age groups, but certainly in in, in uh, people sixteen over. And um, they usually happen around more around um, places where it's harder to find nice apartments or places. Uh, an example they give is here an individual had a good job and was looking for a townhouse in the Chicago suburbs. 
He saw an ad for a townhouse on Zillow and reached out to the property manager. All communications were by text message. He was sent an application to complete, which asked for his bank account information, credit card numbers, and social security numbers. When the, uh, pr- when the renter wanted to see the townhouse before going ahead with the transaction, and he thought this was a great deal of personal information to request, um, the rental agent refused to allow the, the, the renter to see the place unless he completed the application. They filed a report and then and then um, determined that that's not the way business is. You don't go and turn in over your information first and that this was a potential scam. Um, and another one in the San Francisco area, uh, an individual who said uh, was a property manager of a uh, of an apartment. Uh, they emailed a rental application and asked for a refundable holding deposit and sent photos of the interior rooms of the apartment. The renter, the potential renter, did the appropriate thing, went out and made two appointments to see the unit, but both times the person renting the apartment canceled both. But it sounded like such a deal, and he had the picture of, of, the, of the interior, that the renter signed a lease agreement, and um, which also contained a number for for a residential real uh, realty company. All the documents and email containing good grammar look very professional. The individ- the renter paid a sixteen hundred dollars security deposit and t- two thousand five hundred for the first month's rent, both by bank to bank wire transfer to an account specified by the renter. The residents sent an email saying the apartment was no longer available because the building owner wanted to rehab the unit. Um, he would the uh, rent, renter said he would refund the money, but never did. Uh, ultimately, the actual owner of the apartment, who said that the unit was not available for rent and that the interior photos were of a different apartment she had rented earlier, realizing they had been defrauded. They contacted the bank, which was able to get $1,600 security deposit refunded, but could not recover the $2,500 rent payment. They filed a complete report, and that's under investigation. There's two different things. One, where somebody sent the money and they can't get it back. But what's common? They never could see the location. So it's, it's things that we need to remember here. Here's, a, here's another example, and I'm saying this because people out there might be might be thinking about doing renting apartments, renting houses, renting vacation places, and just giving you some scenarios so you don't get scammed. Um, an individual who was a broker for a real estate agency in the suburbs of Dallas posted a client's house on the uh, local multiple listing service on which sites such as Zillow and Realtor.com obtained listing. The vacant three-bedroom house had a for sale sign in the yard with her agency's phone number. The next month, people started contacting her about the house, but they thought it was for rent. She learned that someone copied the photo and description of the house used with the listing service and used them in a home rental post. 
on Facebook Marketplace. The people who contacted said they received responses from the owner who claimed he was deaf and could only communicate by text message and email. That's a new one. I haven't heard that which used the name of an actual owner. The fake owner said he initially attended to sell the house but was having trouble with the realtor. The scammer urged uh, prospective renters to go to the house, ignore the for sale sign, and look through the windows to see the place since he had moved to Las Vegas and wasn't available to show the house. He offered to rent the house for $950 per month, less than half of what the rent would be for this location with a $950 security deposit. The scammer wrote this, Hello, just before we move any further, my initial plan was to sell the house, but the agent was not honest with me. He he cheated on the tenant by getting higher rent from them and never delivered money to me. The sale sign board will be removed from the house as soon as I get a tenant. So that people will stop contacting number on the signboard, we need a responsible person who can take very good care of it, as we are not after the money. I am not dealing with the agents anymore. They are bad people. This is why I am handling the rent by myself. You deal with me direct. You do not need to contact any agent when you get by the house, because if you do, they will tell you you're sort of rubbish. The house is available for rent. So you are free to decide how long you intend to occupy it. Rent already includes utilities. What a great deal. You can go by the house and let me know what you think of it and get back to me. The address of my house is, and they give the address. I am deaf, and I've been transferred here for a job on contract. I'm spending two and three years and planning to buy another house over here. I want you to know you will not be able to view the inside of the house as the keys are with me here in Las Vegas. If you like the house, we can now move forward on how to get the keys sent to you. I'm ready to accept either a monthly or upfront mode of payment, depending on the one you're most comfortable with. Utilities include power, water, washer, dryer, sewer, trash. Your monthly rent already covers utilities, so you don't have to pay extra charges for that pet. For that, pets are allowed as long as they are not destructive. The monthly rent is nine fifty, while security deposit nine fifty. The real agent was uh, was uh, deluged with calls from interested renters who called the number on the for sale sign and from property neighbors who complained about twelve people gathering in the yard to inspect the house. She said she communicated with more than 20 interested renters. At least two people admitted that they had sent money. In spite of the effort of of the real realtor to get Facebook Marketplace post taken down, it remained up for two weeks. She reached out to local police. They said couldn't help because the scammer was not in Texas. Uh, After two months of havoc by the family, the rental listing house still remained for sale. And they were trying to obtain uh, proper investigative um, authority to investigate. But here's here's something that looks good. And again, if it's too good to be true, you've been looking for a place. It's not the ongoing rent that you that it is in an area. Raise some questions. Make some independent calls on your own. The idea you have to look through the window at a house you're about to put money down does not make sense at all. 
So just be be aware. Um, we all know that sometimes on 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 other uh, on other sites uh, that they offer these places to um, rent either houses, apartments, or, or vacation. You know, as we go through this, I'm going to read another one, another rental scam. But these are some types of scams that should be red lights when they come on. If they have to obtain up upfront money by collecting the deposit or the first month's rent, or get people to buy online directories of homes supportively for rent, trick victims into signing up for credit monitoring. Uh Here's another one, a case in Florida where she decided to, this person decided to move to the Midwest. She found an apartment at a good price for, for the area. She sent an email and a long reply from the reverend, uh, from a reverend who claimed to be out of the country doing missionary work. Said she was looking for a good tenant for the property but could not show the house in person. She asked, uh, the proposed renter to drive by the property and ignore the for sale sign in front, explaining she originally intended to sell the property but now wanted to rent it instead. The um, the, the the alleged reverend asked uh, the renter to make a fourteen hundred dollars security deposit and pay the first month's rent before she could send the the renter the the keys. Uh, an application was filled out. And sent to the uh, to the uh, alleged renter, but the renter, I mean the the the, the proposed renter, um, did not send money to complete the transaction. How deciding it was too fishy. She found a different place to rent and moved. A year or so later, she found herself back in the rental market because the owner sold the house she lived in. When she inquired about it, she heard from several landlords the same familiar story. Strong people of faith who could not show the house in person because they were out of the country. Her advice, a person who attempted to be scammed, never pay without seeing the inside of the place and meeting the landlord in person. So a good example. Why would you buy something you're going to live in that you never could go inside and look at? There could be all sorts of issues of damage inside the house or, or other issues. So... You know, just use your common sense when you when you see things like this. And again, this is a very very common scam now these days of people are looking to rent more than 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 buying. Um, uh, just remember that a scammer can copy a home's description and photos from a wide variety of websites that list property. They often the scammers offer advertise. That rent at a below market levels. We just talked about that. These are both cases where the rent was cheaper than what the than, than what the going rate was. Um, they really need to inspect the unit in person um, because if you don't, you can really be susceptible to excuse me vulnerable type of frauds. So, but if the victim reaches out to learn more about the unit, um, uh, 
the uh, the scammers have have a, have a listing of, of responses to everything you can ask. Um, that uh, don't believe everything again. If you can't see the property, don't don't and you know don't don't put money down. It's just it, I, you know I, I I don't know what else to say. Um, Scammers want potential renters to uh, um, complete rental applications where they may send a professional-looking lease agreement to sign. These documents help enhance the credibility of the claims. But the whole goal of the scammers is they want money. So they need to obtain the money from the potential renter. This type of fraud will rarely it's ever accept a credit card, which would offer some protection to the potential renter because they can ask for a refund or called a chargeback from the credit card if there is a fraud. Instead, scammers have ready excuses as to why the money must be sent by Western Union MoneyGram, which is simply the same as sending cash, or by wire transfer to a bank account proposed by the scammer. Other payments methods employed by scammers include asking people to buy gift cards. And, you know, we talked about that. Our listeners who have been listening to us understand that. That 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 is that is the currency of the scammers. Uh, now it's a control by usually uh, prepaid cards such as those offered by Green Dot. There's also been an increase in scammers obtaining money through Vimo or other payment apps, uh, especially from someone you don't know. May be a strong indicator that fraud is involved. So uh, we're going to. Uh, uh, Move on to uh, end this uh, uh, segment and move on to our uh, our next session in just a minute. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, welcome back to our uh, our, our last uh, segment um, of the Safe Senior Hour. 
Uh, we're talking about the uh, the current frauds that are happening around. Um, um, we have just been addressing some issues, which is very, very uh, common now, and it's targeting, you know, all, all people, but certainly the uh, uh, the seniors. And this are our, uh, our apartment rental and uh, home rental frauds. But also part of this is the vacation property fraud. A lot of people are using the um, uh, these vacation uh, deals where you're renting directly on vacation. I know several of my friends use many of these these uh, these services. But there are also uh, some scammers, and I'm going to give you some tips on this to be aware of, because we all like to take a trip, or and we all like to save money. And so these are some issues that um, uh, to realize that these scammers are smart, experienced, and, and determined. Um, here are some, some things that you might see when you're starting to deal on some of these uh, vacation rental platforms. Um, which you you know go to use over the internet. Uh, the scammers may manage to sign up of hosts themselves and post non-existent properties. Um, uh, a victim was was planning to make a trip to London. He was initially interested in six different locations, which he found on several vacation travel sites. After some careful internet research, he concluded that five of the six were scams. And the units were not for rent. In fact, one was a restaurant, he said. An Internet search of the address can help determine if the property exists. Great point. Do your due diligence. When you see a property, you can go up now almost uh, always. Just use Google or whatever your, 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 re, your uh, search engine is. Put in the address and see what comes up. Uh, scammers may contact potential renters and suggest they can give them a lower price if they drop the normal reservations through the, through the platforms that they use and deal directly with the host because many local governments uh, now tax these rentals. Evading these taxes can save a lot of money. Crooked hosts could suggest that renters pay through a mechanism such as, again, here we go, Western Union or MoneyGram, which is akin to sending cash with no protections to the sender. Uh, vacation travels allow themselves to be moved off the platform, lose the legitimate, lose critical protections for their money, and risk arriving to find they have no place to stay. A recent article uh, explored a situation where a host claimed to have a plumbing problem and instead did a bait-and-switch to steer the travelers uh, to dumpy units. Um uh, Uh, remember, as we look at the various, we talk about email compromises that we talk about, where they, where they, they, um, where people uh, use various methods here. Scammers may be able to use phishing efforts to get the host information that they use to log in on a real site, and then pretend to be that host and try to get the renter's money without a real reservation. Uh, they claim that their list scammers they claim their listing is protected by or somehow connected to a real uh, uh, operation um, where they might use actually and properly the logos or marks of, of a real platform, which would be that, that group where you, where you go to. And there's various ones on the email. I'm not, I mean, on the Internet, you know, you, you would know the people who look at that. Um, 
Renters may find websites that are actually cloned copies of Airbuds uh, or or um, or other websites. Um, these websites, particularly uh, Airbnb, makes great efforts to detect and take down these types of sites. Um, a, an actual case here. Uh, an individual used uh, for vacation travel, always, always with you know a legitimate uh, 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 vendors. In this case, it was like HomeAway and Air, Airbnb for vacation travel, always with good experiences. Uh, this individual made plans to bring her husband and daughter along as she attended a conference in Las Vegas. She found a condo advertised for rent. The condo's address was not listed, but she recognized the building in the photo because she'd seen it on a previous trip. After paying $486 with a credit card reserve department, she received an email asking that she pay the remaining balance. She paid another $368 by a debit card. A few days before the departure, she sent an email to the owner asking whether the condo had a coffee maker. She got no reply. In April... um, she and her family arrived in Las Vegas airport. Uh, she received the text and already before arrival that contained the address and the unit uh, and codes to open the door. But on this trip, she received none of this. That that's what normally happens when when you when you go and rent that you will receive an email with the proper address and codes. But in this case, she arrived in Vegas and didn't have any of it. She then began uh, sending emails and text messages to get the information, but got no reply. Uh, After spending two and a half hours at the airport with her family sitting on their luggage, she realized she'd been staying. Uh, When she returned home, she contacted a bank and was able to receive a chargeback on her credit card for the second payment, but not for the initial charge because it had been made three months prior. Uh, the victim ultimately was able to get her money back, but the process was difficult and frustrating. Uh, I want to, to really stress to do your due diligence, to contact, you know, uh, try to get an address, try to look at it, because it's hard to, hard to believe that these... Uh, um, that, that you're getting scammed, but as it happens to all of us. So uh, just some tips for everybody out there to, to avoid these type of scams. It is likely a scam. I said likely, not necessarily, but likely. If the owner is out of town, you cannot see the unit in person before sending money. A big no-no. There is a for sale sign in the yard. Remember all the stories we talked about. There was a for sale sign in the yard. And remember, you can go to your Better Business Bureau. They put out a report on this. Just look at the Better Business Bureau, and they have a whole full report on on these apartment and rental scams, home and rental scams. And these are two things already that we see, and we talked about the, the cases, that the unit in person, be, that, that you could not see the unit in person before sending money, and there's a for sale sign in the yard. Uh, the third one, the alleged owner of the property wants money through Western Union MoneyGram or a gift card. No legitimate business normally gets paid this way. And what we talked about constantly, the rent advertised is well below market rates. So 
those looking for rentals should first conduct an internet search, copy the photos in a post, and use Google Images search or uh, tinyeye.com. I'm not familiar with that, to check the multiple listings. Also search an interesting phrase in the description and search for the address of the unit. If you see the unit in person, check ID and make sure you are dealing with the real property owner. Now, if you're dealing on a vacation platform that you want to, that, that, uh, for your vacation rentals, beware owners and want you to get off the platform to communicate or send money independently. So if you're dealing through a legitimate one like Air, Airbnb or, or some other ones, beware of owners that want you to get off that and communicate directly. Watch out for fake websites impersonating reputable vacation platforms. Um, research the rental property owner and call them to be sure they are real. Do a quick internet search. Does the property exist at that address? Does the same photo appear at different locations? These are all things you can do to prevent, as this woman said here, going to Las Vegas and sit on your luggage and trying to figure out where you're going to stay and realize you've been scammed. Look at the reviews carefully. They can be helpful. But a lot of times, you know, the scammers make f- fake reviews. So if this happens to you, if you've had a rental scam, file a report with the local police. Make sure they take a report. They, you know, the chances of, 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 of working on it are, 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 um, are, are good if, if the information is good. And, and it fits your state or city or municipal uh, criminal statutes. Um, go to the go to the Better Business Bureau and file it. Contact the Federal Trade Commission uh, by filing a complaint. File a complaint with the Internet Crime Complaint Center. For incidents in Canada, contact the Canadian Anti Fraud Center. Report rental scams to the United States Postal Inspection Service when you're dealing with scams where you're mailing things and they're mailing things back and forth. Remember, this is the best way to, to protect yourself. So we talked about two of those, and, and I know we're about to wind up here, but I just want to let people want to know, are there successes out there? Yes, there are in Missouri. Uh, a man uh, was convicted of romance scams um, and uh, where he w- was romantically involved with the victim. And then the, the other one, and we'll go to it next time, was in Maryland. Pleads guilty to the charges for false use of passport dealing, money laundering, uh, scams, and romance scams. With that, that ends our, uh, our safe senior hour. Remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. And uh, check uh, us on the uh, Facebook page, North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force Foundation. I uh, hope you all have a good day. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.